Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the DC Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Let's do it. Wait, morale? Morale, yeah. Morale. That's what my dad says. I'm just trying to... Wait, but you're Jew. Yeah. What kind of name is... I guess it's like Polish, Russian, Jew. I don't know. And but also morale is like kind of like your morale. But yeah. also it feels that feels Ellis Island um, sellout shit. <laughs> it does. You know, that's I, not true. What isn't true? Supposedly, it's not true that they changed people's names at Ellis Island. Oh, really? That's that's, that's got to be true. Based on what? It's apparent. She's an Ellis Island truther <laughs> and has been for a long time. Someone told me who I really respect. And as knowledgeable said that it's kind of like that satanic panic. Like it's like something that can't be proven. It's something that is a myth that people have told themselves. And I I don't know. But what do I know? I don't know. Well, hopefully. I'm just trying to get canceled here. You want to get canceled? Yes. I I want nothing more. I was hoping we talk about cancel culture. (laughs) Yeah. What are your feelings? If you're just tuning in now, this is the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. I'm Moshe Kasher. Sam Morrell. And And we wanted to know your thoughts on cancel culture. Straight white men, no. transphobia in comedy. Sam and was talking about living in New York. Oh, yeah. oh and New York City. Uh, Sam, did, you did not drive here today. No, I can't. I can drive, but I have a license, but I like I kind of bullshit my way through the license. My I, favorite thing about New Yorkers are so uh, paradigmatically tough. But then you put them behind like a, a three cylinder. I never said I was tough. I'm just saying it's like the New Yorker. The voice is misleading. <laughs> but isn't that, that's the vibe yeah. of New Yorkers. Like, I'm a tough guy. But you put them in behind like a three cylinder Chevy and they fucking freak out. They drive like the most ninny, scared people. My dad, my dad did that. My dad could never drove, never drove a day in his life. He would have his best friend pick me up at the airport when we'd come visit. And he would be in the passenger seat like a king. But here's the thing. Okay, I'm, I'm from Illinois. I didn't really learn how to drive that well. Then I moved to New York. 
And then I learned to drive in Los Angeles. And now I'm an excellent driver in Los Angeles because I just learned here. You know, like I would never drive in New York. You'd have to be like stupid. Why would that's you do that? That's the only place I could drive. In New, York? in New York? Yeah, because that's where I learned. So I, I can. Oh, I, so you already learned to drive in New York. So you're easy, like, I yeah. can't even. <laughs> There's lights. There's like, you know, you know where to stop. So you actually know how to drive. <laughs> I can't. Re- I've, I've had people. I remember Joe List and I did a road gig like in 2011. And he's like, it's 30 hours of driving because it's like we drive to each different gig. It was like a, a run. And he's like, we'll split the driving. And I did a half hour of the 30 hours. <laughs> and he was mad at me the whole time. He was like, you fucking lied to me. I was like, I said I was a bad driver and I have a license. And he was like, you can't fucking drive. I, I do not miss those crazy, like, 50 hour, like 10 hours between gigs or stringing together your rent money kind of day. I mean, I miss the spirit of them. But I don't miss the, fun. the inconvenience. We were like in the Upper Peninsula of uh, Michigan. They were like, I think uh, Randy Travis streaked naked through this casino like a month <laughs> Wait, ago. I want to go there where there's like ocean and beach. Oh, uh, there was. A- I don't a- think so. Apparently, like the very Upper Peninsula is like the last place to stay. Like, well, climate change for there- climate change. That's like the safest place to go <laughs> is the Upper Peninsula well, of Michigan. The places you don't want to go. I know, as if, but there's beaches there. As if that we, we, as if we have been ravaged by the this climate disaster <laughs> enough, we're gonna all have to move to fucking Northern <laughs> Michigan. <laughs> like where that uh, place was. Remember, we went to that festival. Which. Oh, Traverse City. Yeah, like up up there and then like wherever the ocean Literally is. Literally like, the coldest place I've ever but been. But also in, in, in the life. summer, it's supposed to be amazing. Uh, Sam, you have a new Netflix special coming out. It, it's dropping tomorrow? September 1st. What, when Same are we releasing time this? tomorrow oh, is yeah. the name of the special. It's very funny. Thank and you. And you talked about stuff that's um, close to my heart. Which is uh, pedophilia? You, uh, lo- <laughs> that's that's not my heart that I would say that's close to. It's more yeah. his soul. Co- close to my crotch. That's close to my crotch. But but how how you how to survive in a in a concentration camp? I have always you have a great bit in there about a non-Jew at a concentration camp. Oh, like, yeah. is there somebody I can talk to? Yeah. I've always thought if I was in, I wonder if you think this is a comedian too. You're a great comic, great joke writer, great, just a funny person. Thank you. I always thought maybe I could have survived <laughs> using. I could have been that guy that the Germans were like, come, come, Jew clown, into, oh. into bar, entertain for us. You think you, uh, you could have charmed your way? That's the entertainer. Like whenever you see a comic bomb and you're like, I'll turn it around. That's you at a concentration yeah, camp. I'll turn this around. Yeah, yeah this is, I, I Honey, feel like. I hate to break the news to you, yeah. but those were the prettiest of boys. What? That got that special pass. I'm not, no, I'm not saying they would have raped me. I'm saying I would have were blonde. Yeah, no. You, no, you're a handsome guy, but it's like, you, it was, you weren't Hitler's type. No, that's not, you would I don't not think have they would have wanted cut. to fuck yeah. me. I'm saying maybe I would have had so much um, entertainment no. talent that I could have been like funny for them. No, because think of Roberto Benigni in Life is Beautiful. He's pretty funny in that movie, right, but he, that's fucking, true. he died in front of his kid. But that, <laughs> that was crazy. But that, that was fiction. Yeah, that's I'm true. talking about reality. Real, yeah. Me in a concentration camp I, doing toast. a set. You're done. I'd be, oh my god! I was like, well, you god. know, you know, like the cobblers or the tinkerers. They'd be like, oh, you can repair silver jewelry. Come with me, and then they would like survive in that way. You don't think there's any pot? Like I thought about that. Jeez. Like if I went to prison, what would you do in prison to survive? Jeez, oh, I, 
I don't have a game plan. I, I, I haven't thought that far ahead for the, I, I just remember reading like Ellie was night and they were like, yeah, they made us run for like 20 something miles. You're like, I'm, like, I'm too, I'm like 20 minutes on the elliptical and I'm out. <laughs> I, I'd be fucking toast. I'm dead. Yeah. Would I eat some like worm pussy? Worm pussy. I don't know. Like some like old, 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 like German woman, whoever was like in charge of the, Wait. of the lesbian, like, gang in the prison like i would probably try to like oh, i got you saddle up to her i still was in the concentration camp and i was like there's a lesbian <laughs> no. gang in, oh, in, the, in the prison yeah i mean I, I i yeah i don't they always say like you like there's that scene in 25th hour where he's like beat the shit out of me and i'm like i think you're still gonna be in trouble in prison <laughs> i don't think that's the solution i would be i got i do have a game plan yeah i'm the letter writer I go up to all the guys i go hey is your is your your lady does she your old lady miss you <laughs> I'm a published author. I made some embezzlement mistakes. Cashier in the rye. Cashier in the rye. You, I'm yeah. sure you've heard of it, sir. Yeah, yeah. I say to the prison gang leader, yeah. I'll, I'll write your girl the most beautiful love letter, and she, she won't be able to stop thinking of you. And then I'd start to build cachet in that way, and then, they'd, they, then I'd get a reputation, and I would, my reputation would be, I would be good. This sounds like an art house movie right here. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is beautiful. Wait, Sam, I have a question for yeah. you. So your podcast is Games With Names, and it's about sports. Why should I like sports? You, you'll hate this podcast. It's not for you. <laughs> it, I have another one with Mark Normico. We might be drunk. Well, you guys, you guys got to come on. We get drunk. It's really fun. It's really, uh, we no, got but a bartender. This one, is, this one is with Julian Edelman. from the. Speaking of like Jews that could have survived the Holocaust, Julian Edelman is shredded. He's Brad Pitt, okay. like Inglorious Bastards. I'm like, I'm like Sam Levine. No, you would have been type. You would have been more likely because. No, you, you guys would have like, you know, you would have gotten uh, to some level. You, you no, I think you would have been more likely than Julian. I don't know him, but I'm guessing because no, he's blonde and he's hot and he's shredded. That's why they would have taken him down first. They would have seen him and go, "You think you're special? You think you Uber man? You come here!" And then a little scrawny Nazi would have taken him down. You, you know the most disturbing quote I ever heard about the Holocaust. You ever read "Man's Search for Meaning" by no. Viktor Frankl? It's hard to read, but there's this crazy line that I haven't been able to forget. He said something to the effect of like. The, the reality that all Holocaust survivors uh, have to live with is that the best of us didn't make it out of the concentration camps. That in order to survive the concentration camps, wow. you had to be so brutal and cutthroat. Everybody that was like a kind person giving bread to their neighbor or helping an old lady were fucking gone. What so, a neg to the survivors. <laughs> well, he what a little shot. He was a survivor himself. Uh, so I guess he had the right. Yeah. Anyway. Damn, that's that's crazy. It was very disturbing. Is okay, this, well, can we switch the subject? Oh, let's talk about sports. Sorry. <laughs> well, no, yeah. I, I just thought, Sam, someone who's... You seem like a sensitive guy in a way. Like, tell I listen me, to Leonard Cohen. Yeah, yeah like... <laughs> What what is the appeal to like someone who's never been and you have a you care about sports enough that you have a podcast about it so just explain to me what gets you excited about it? Well, I'm a diehard Knicks fan. It's being a Knicks fan. Just is that the, baseball? That's <laughs> basketball. Okay. It's just the torture of being a Knicks fan has been like it just keeps me going. Like New York Knicks. Yeah. So it's like part of like it's like from your childhood. My childhood. Ah, uh, okay, they, that they, makes sense. They haven't won since 1973. So oh, I, and I, so I, you guys are like trying for that to wait, happen. Wait, they weren't good. In the eighties, with no, like the nineties, they, they were good. But yeah. they didn't win because of Jordan. So, so, so part of the love of sports is following a team that like means something to you, <laughs> and like then you can like hope that they'll win. It's, no, it, I get you it. You literally now. sound like a person ha having food described to them. <laughs> so, 
part of food is it tastes good and you're not hungry. No, after? but I never no. understood it. But if someone had a podcast, they really care about sports. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's not about winning. It's about learning to lose graciously, and and that's, that's life. Nice. That's life. So you know, the Yankees and the Giants were good in my childhood. So I kind of was like, I'm I'm good. But the Knicks, it's always like you're searching for that. And I don't even care about winning the championship. Just be good again. That's all I really need. And and I like sports history. Like I like, uh, you know, th- that you need to. You're like one of many. You need to come together to make things work. I kind of I kind of like that. And and everything has to align. And we we get these guests on that are like like the first episode's Eli Manning, and I'm like I have no business interviewing Eli Manning. This is so stupid, but uh, it's it's a cool show. I used to uh, on the Champs we would interview basketball players a lot, uh, and. My superpower was that I didn't truly didn't know who any of them were, so it was a different kind of interview than. That's a like, bad superpower. Well, I'm just saying, like there was. Some, well, Neil did. So yeah, Neil yeah. would be Neil's in a talking about basketball with them, but I felt like no one had ever interviewed these people from the perspective of just being like, so I truly, who are you? What is this game? <laughs> tell me, tell me more. Well, listen. The point is, I missed it as a hobby. I'm not interested in it aesthetically, so I miss out. But it is so much a part of the culture that sometimes I feel very left out. So thank sure. you for explaining that. To no, me. it's great, and like you know. Bill Burr's got the bit. You women have to support the WNBA because I'll watch games. Women don't watch games. That's why they're not making shit money. I mean, I wouldn't want to see women playing sports either. I, I don't like any of it. <laughs> I watch I watch women's fighting a lot. I like watching yeah. women's. That is actually entertaining. That's fun. They're, yeah. they're fun. You know, they're fun because they're brutal and they usually don't knock each other out. So it just goes forever and it becomes really vicious and awful. Yeah, it's hard to watch. I'd watch if they called each other names too. But oh, that would be good if there was like like barbs. Yeah, that would be great. Ultimate barb championship. (laughs) (laughs) Are Um, you are you excited for your life to change with this new special? And I, I, I don't think anything's going to ch- I think it's the same, you know, I'm, I, like you want to see my fall tour schedule? I'm doing Fort Wayne, Indiana on Thanksgiving. <laughs> like I, how much could it really change? Sam, don't do that. Dude, this special, I predict something for you. This yeah. special comes out, you'll be doing Indianapolis by next fall. <sighs> I don't know if I'm ready, dude. I don't think you're ready either, but you you know what? It's like when the when the, the student is ready, the master appears, you know, you or should, something like that. Don't right. do that Thanksgiving. Does that make sense at all? Don't, what I'm doing Friday and Saturday. I'm not doing Thursday. Okay. Oh, I've no, done a, I've, I've done a weekend. I've done a Thanksgiving I've done the Thursday. Week. It's a it's <laughs> you've done a Thanksgiving show on Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Oh, St. Louis. Who comes? <sighs> Some families will come. Like they eat and then they come. I would do that. I is that the smoke? That was the we funny see movies on Thanksgiving. Yeah, the St. Louis funny. Bone. We did, did they it have in smoking Vegas. when yeah. you went? That was the last smoking yeah. nightclub, a uh, uh, comedy club in America. And when I was there last, there was a. Uh, there was an NRA convention and a Jimmy Buffett convention in the same in my hotel, and it Damn. just felt like it felt like the most like it just St. Louis shit that I had ever experienced in my life. We did it once in Las Vegas, right? Thanksgiving? Yeah, or I did. I don't think I did. I think that was somebody else, but yes. I like doing a Christmas show. That's that's the Jew. best way to celebrate Thanksgiving is Vegas because that's how you pay tribute to the native. You lose everything, <laughs> you know. Fire water and you lose everything. Yeah, you yeah. just lose it all. So you're on the road all the time. Yeah. Any highlights of cities that you've been in? <sighs> Let's see. I mean, I've been everywhere. I, I mean, Florida's been. It's. A, I have a love hate relationship with Florida. The because, weather's so amazing. Yeah, it's hard Florida's, to not feel like you're like in an amazing. Florida's secret good. 
Yeah, <laughs> I, th- I feel like it depends. It's also, it's I also. I feel like I feel like Orlando is like very publicly oh, bad. No, Orlando it's open bad. It's yeah. also open bad, but it's also secret good. Like Miami's Keith, awesome. Miami's so cool, and the whole key so all, beautiful. Yeah. All that Art Deco and the and then murals. And, and if you're a cocaine guy, which I hardcore am, I'm addicted to it. <laughs> it's perf- It's a great place. It, I, I had to do a show in Orlando, and I called down to the front desk, and I said, "Excuse me, can you tell me which way to, is to the beach?" And they just laughed like it was landlocked because I, I took the gig because I was like, oh, f- everywhere in Florida is on the water. You're just like in some weird like that part of the, the the state would suck. What's the most Florida shit that happened to you? I've had so many. I mean, I remember, uh, I mean, God, Naples, Florida was the worst weekend of my career for sure. That was really bad. Uh, I remember just like bombing every like every show. Like, is you that know the what- Hawaiian Brian's? No, Captain that's Brian's. Captain <laughs> Brian's off the hook. Oh man, oh, he yeah, makes yeah. you that's do like he makes you do like Facebook. You're doing morning press, and he would make you do like Facebook lives in between the. Pr- so you know when you take a breather in between these horrible morning shows, he'd be like, "All right, we're doing a live." Oh, and like, no. by the way, it's Facebook. The only person who saw it was my mom. No, like, you, no one you could me get on like the worst. You could get addicted to cocaine doing a gig like that. Like, oh, yeah. I would, like wait, can I just say one thing? Hawaii, uh, what's his name? Off captain, the hook, the captain. I just remember people had like bibs and were eating lobster for the first time, <laughs> like while. I was doing my set like that is not good for your like morale it's also you know? not good when morale when it's not good for your morale well you, it, you don't you don't want to smell really delicious food while you're performing it's, it's or also any kind fuck. of fish any fish <laughs> Tampa has been weirdly good to me uh I used to I mean I'd go to side splitters all the time in Tampa and uh this guy Bobby Jewell used to run the club Do you know that guy Mm-mm. oh my god he was I wouldn't like, play side splitters just because of the name though yeah well, come see me at Magooby's Joke House next year. Right. She's like, I would uh, never play. I would never I would never debase myself to play a side splitters. Now, when I was at Captain Brian's <laughs> Off the Hook Comedy Club. Uh, yeah. When I oh, was wait, at so Tito's Chuckle Hut. <laughs> I uh, went to. There, there was a, a chain of clubs in Florida that I once looked up called Coconuts. Have you ever heard of this? Coconuts. No. Coconuts is yeah. what it's called? Coconuts. The last time I looked, I'm sure it's You great. wish it was Coconuts. The, the, what's Coconuts mean? I don't know. It's probably in the Poconuts. Anyway, no, it was in Florida. And I looked it up. And not only had I never heard of any of the headliners, I had never heard of their credits. <laughs> I didn't know the reference. I had never heard of the things they were referencing. It would be, it was crazy. It would be like, it would be like, you know, late night with, with, with Darius Johnson. It's just like, who hey, are we talking here's about? Here's the thing. Side splitters. I'll do it. I'll, I'm coming. It's but, good. It's a good but club. But just, just name it something else. Just like change oh, the that's, name. That's what your counter well, will be like when they make 80s, an offer? It's kind of like a remnant of like a different time. Oh, the guy who would pick you up for that gig, it was this guy, Bobby Jewell, and he, he, does, he doesn't own it anymore, but he was so entertaining. He was such an alcoholic. He was like 58, hair piece, dressed like Charlie Sheen on Two and a Half Men, <laughs> those shirts, <laughs> pinky ring, picks you up in a convertible blasting Jersey boy shit face, just singing like, big girls don't <laughs> cry. He's swerving over the road. I'm like, am I going to die in this car? So then he would, I remember Dina Hashem was opening for me there one week. I don't know if you know her. She's super funny. Very and, funny. And, and we were, uh, and I was like, you got to meet this guy. He's out of his mind. And she was like loving it. She was like, this is insane. He said, I'm cooking you guys. I'm cooking you guys steaks tonight. So we're like, all right, we go to his apartment. It's like the model home. You know when you see a home and you're like, this is the model setup. He didn't change anything. That's just a home in Florida. Yeah. I feel like. <laughs> and he, except for like, he has a shitload of, he's one of those dudes that has like every sports memorabilia Wait, thing. Wait, walk me through why you're ending up at his house. Because I played there. Steaks. I played there since I was like a feature. I played there forever. And so he's like, come on over. I'm going to cook for you. Okay, yeah. 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 And yeah, there's nothing nice. else going on. You're having fun. Exactly. Yeah. He's got, yeah, he's got a nice place. He's like, I think of steaks. it as a woman. So I'm like, I probably wouldn't go to, 
Well, his I'm house. there too, so it's not right, as right, weird. Right. But yeah, but yeah, he he's cooking us steaks. He's like all these nice sides. He's like pouring us wine. And uh, it was like, it was so pleasant. And then, of course, at like 11 p.m., he shows up at the club stumbling. And he, <laughs> he just gets in my face. He's like, I fucking cooked for you. And I'm like, you invited me over. What do you, <laughs> what does that mean? Did you ever play at uh, the Milwaukee Comedy Cafe? Of course. That play. Do you, did you ever play there? Do you ever have the pleasure? I don't. What's the uh, what's the really great place to play in Milwaukee? Oh, I don't know. Jeez. I don't. I don't know. There's there's a, oh, I'm thinking Madison. The, the theater. Yeah, there's a theater. Oh, I was thinking nice. of Madison. Yeah, comedy on stage is. Classic. That's what I was thinking. But the of. but the yeah the I do I did the comedy cafe. But I'm um, f- 45 minutes from my Ooh. hometown is Milwaukee, so I know the vibe. Well, that place used to be Mob Run. I, the last time I played, they were in a transition phase from their yeah. mob years to their new uh, user friendly <laughs> situation, but they still had the the bouncer and handler from the mob days and so he didn't really know how to interact i was with me and he would scream at me to get get off stage at minute 45 i mean 45 like do not go over 45 and i would say it's not really why like why does he care because he's like used to a different time when they would they used to i heard they <laughs> when used it's to, a casino run but it's not a casino well i heard they used to pay people with a gun on a stack of cash, and they would move the gun and count out. That's kind of cool if it happens once in your career. <laughs> yeah, you don't want that to be like the regular thing, but if it happens once, you're like, that's kind of. Do you know every club in America used to be mob run in like yeah. in in I don't know the twenties or the. I bet 30s. they were run better. Yeah, they probably were. People said they had a good time. There was a guy. I heard that, this is a, this is a crazy story. There was a guy. He was playing um, at one mob club, and he made the fateful mistake of driving across town to play at another mob club that was run by Al Capone. And they attacked him in his hotel room that night, and they cut his uh, neck. Oh, I laughed too soon at this story. (laughs) They cut his vocal cords. I laughed at the wrong part. They cut his vocal cords. This does not seem real. I swear to God, this is a true story. They cut his vocal cords. He was in the hospital for a long time, and he didn't snitch. So when he got out of the hospital, they were like, come on back. And he became a big, famous headliner with this crazy, raspy voice because he had kept his fucking mouth shut. I just miss those days of comedy, you know? And he, what, what was his name? I could find it. It's in this great book called The Comedians by Cliff Nesteroff. But I just was. I heard it's a great book. It's really good. Eric and, Goldman was telling me to read that the other day. That's a, uh, that is crazy. Yeah, I mean, some of those clubs, I remember the, doing the Milwaukee uh, Comedy Cafe and I, I was wearing a Knicks sweatshirt. This is my Knicks fandom. And they say, you know, Latrell Sprewell, who was like the Knicks star of, when I was I've heard up. of him. Yeah, because he, I remember I would kept calling him Lateral because I was trying to hang out with my friends and I was like, "Oh, look at what Lateral just did!" And everyone, yes, explained he, to he's me. He's famous for choking his coach in the '90s. Got traded to the Knicks. Like we picked up a guy who choked his coach, and it worked out, mm-hmm. which is crazy. But they say he drinks at this bar every night, and I was like, "Not every night, though. Like every night." So I was like, "We're going to the bar." So we go to the bar. We're hanging out, and he fucking walks in, and I was like, "That's pretty well." And I'm like a young, like excited kid. Like uh, you remember all the shit he did when you were a child. And I'm like, I'm going to go up to him. They're like, he drinks honey jack. And I was like, I'll buy him a honey jack. I go over to him. I'm like, hey, man, I'm a huge fan of yours. And he goes, okay. Oh. And I was like, uh, can I get you a drink? He goes, I already have a drink. Oh. And then uh, I was like, I don't know what to say. I'm like panicking. I'm like, I'm playing the comedy club down the block. If you want to come at some point, he goes, don't count on it. <laughs> oh and I was God. like, Jesus. All right. Damn. And then I go back to the group I was with and they were like, that was rough. And this one guy was like, I, I work for Bleach Report. I'll, I'll handle this. Like he thought he could like get in with Spreewell and he goes over and it went way worse. Like Spree was like, fuck you, get out of my face. And I was like, well, I got off easy. So the next night, the bartender from that, from that 
from that bar is uh, at my show, and she's really nice. She's like a really attractive, nice person, and we're talking after the show, and she goes, yeah, I'm texting Spreewell about you right now. And I was like, what? She goes, yeah, like, look, I said, I'm with the comedian from last night. It was, a really, it was actually a really funny show. And he wrote back, oh, yeah, I met him last night. Great guy. No. <laughs> Don't count on it. <laughs> Don't count on it. Hurt you, me to my core. You know Dude. what, though? These people, like Jerry Seinfeld, like anyone who has people in their face. Sure. All day long, like you can't leave the house without fifty people getting in your face. Yeah. Like sometimes I'm like, I give him a pass. Totally. I and I actually had a sports show years later, and he was a guest, and he was he was he was nice. I did a scene once that got cut uh, with Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer, 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 Kiefer. Yeah. And he was so. I mean, I have so many stories about him because he was the weirdest rudest person really i've ever rude i mean in a weird way he this is what really what happened we were on in a scene where we were off camera and we were delivering lines to he was i wasn't even talking i was like an extra and he was delivering lines to uh owen wilson and it was the zoolander 2 movie so owen wilson and ben stiller did they make that yeah yeah that that, that was released it was released that's fucking crazy how did i never hear that no comment. But damn, yeah, maybe you were doing something seven years ago. I did. I did punch up on 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 the movie. I was there for the whole thing, um, and it was crazy. I met like so many weird people. But Kiefer was definitely a highlight. He had for one thing he did is he had someone fly him in a Whopper, <laughs> drive into. It was in Rome. A Whopper. It was in Rome. We're in Rome, Italy, and and we're an hour outside of Rome, and at this place called Cinque Terre, the famous movie studio. He had a PA drive into Central Rome to find Burger King and bring him a Whopper. Or Wait, maybe, why is that bad? If they're like, "Do you want something to eat?" He's like, "Yeah, I'll have a Whopper." You're in Rome. They, it's a weird order. You're in Rome. So that's what he feels I remember. like. Sounds like a patriot. Oh, he should like. <laughs> He's Canadian. It wasn't about is how he? far it was. I think so. It, it was about. It was. I a, need a Whopper. No ketchup. No onions. No pickles. Bread, meat, cheese. That was his order. A lot of different stuff. But anyway, <laughs> that's not a Whopper, by the way. It's a burger. Yeah, well, the Whopper is the whole is thing. the stuff. Yeah. I thought it was just how big it is. No, it's the sauce. It's the it's extra everything. bread. Yeah. Anyway, he, we're de- he's delivering this line, Pickles. and he, he tells me, and the character is supposed to leave the room. We're not on camera. Yeah, and he tells me, he like whispers in my ear. He goes, "When I deliver my line, <laughs> you turn around and you walk out of the room." And and I and I was like. Like I've never seen, I've never, I'm not like much of an actor, but I've never. So intense. Like that energy is so intense. I've also never, I've never. That's what makes him good. I know. He, no, he was great. He's an intense person. He was a good actor. 24 was awesome. He's amazing, but he's so weird and unhinged. And I go, okay. In my mind, I'm like, I've never heard of people doing the action while you're not even being filmed. But I'm like, what am I going to say? No to Kiefer Sutherland? I go, okay. He was just getting into character. Well, anyway, he delivers his line. I turn around. He's whispering in my ear, hurry up. And he's jabbing me in the back, like <laughs> like literally like poking me. It's oh my And I'm God. like trying to run faster. Oh, he touched you? Yeah, he was like jabbing me in the back, hurting me. And he, oh my God. And then and then he was uh he was so like cold and distant and and unpleasant and then at the end when we wrapped for the day, he was like it was just such a pleasure to work with you. You were you were amazing. Thanks for thanks so much. Uh, it was like the weirdest, the weirdest. How much of it do you think was him getting into the character? It could be because I, I, mean, I I have seen like when I've been around some really good actors, I see they kind of go into a zone, you know, or try to talk themselves 
into their character. Well, I think been, it's smart. Maybe that's Latrell when he's getting ready for his uh, well, honey jack session. That, yeah, <laughs> but he, you know that was that famous uh, Dustin Hoffman Lawrence Olivier story where Hoffman's like, I was up, for, you know, for this torture scene. I was up for like two days to prep, and he was like, Yeah, my dear son, have you heard of acting? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's the line. We're like, All right. I mean, I, I look. I respect that if you take your shit seriously, but at the same time, like. It totally, but it totally depends. But real talk, it depends on your process, because I, I do think that like some. She's people, the real actor of the three of us. No, I'm just saying, like you can't. Everyone needs something different. Like Moshe always gets mad at me in the green room when we do shows together because he's like, "Come on, come on, get up, get get excited." I'm like, "That's not." I I like. I want to shut down like, until shut I'm down on stage, too. and he's like, like he's got like energy going, squats and shadow boxing, <laughs> and I like do I do you know? But like, everybody has comics own. good if they're doing yeah. push-ups. They're all they're going like, that's, that's, that's a good really, sign, right? Yeah. People really respect that. I did, he did planks. He must be funny. <laughs> okay, Moshe, we have callers okay. waiting. Uh, okay, we do have some calls, Sam. You stick around and give us some Please. advice. But uh, check out uh, Sam's special on Netflix right now. This time. Same time tomorrow. Same time tomorrow, tomorrow, honey. Same time tomorrow on with Netflix. With Sam Morrow. Thank you. Same time tomorrow <laughs> with Sam Morrow. All right. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. You know what I like? What? I like it to cook. You're such a good cook. I wanted to buy you an apron and a little whisk to wear around your neck because you're so good at sauces. Oh, that's sweet. You know what I don't like? What? I don't like it to clean. <laughs> I hear you. And that's why these caraway pots and pans that we use, they're so dope looking, but also they're so, they're the easiest to clean pan I have ever used in well, my life. As the cleaner of the house, I would agree. And I say to myself, this is so easy to clean. It must have crazy harsh chemicals that will leach into the food. Mustn't it? Absolutely not. Caraway Homes non-toxic kitchenwares are all designed for the modern home and feature a chemical-free ceramic coating. So food can be prepared with peace of mind that no hard-to-pronounce compound will leach into your healthy ingredients. Here's the other thing. I'm a cook. That's what I do. I like to cook. I don't bake. But there's so many great bakers out there, especially during the pandemic. People learned how to do that. They not only have the cookware set, which is their frying pan, saute pan, sauce pan, and Dutch oven combo. They've got this thing called the bakeware set, which is an assortment of non-toxic baking essentials that every modern kitchen needs. So you can get to baking goods without any of the bads. Visit carawayhome.com slash honeymoon to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive for our listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash honeymoon or use code honeymoon at checkout. Get your forever pans today. Hey, Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. First, we are going to call Angelica in Rome. How could it be? How did wow. you know we were going to talk about Rome? What a weird coincidence. Oh, you're going to miss it. It was so beautiful there. There was another great thing that, that he did the last night of filming. It was like we were going way over. You're going to love this story, Angelica. This is a Rome story. And while, and while I tell it, you can adjust your camera so we can see you. You're sideways. Oh, okay. Can you... Uh, so it's the last night of filming. We're we're like four hours over time. So it's like 2.30 in the morning. Every single person in the movie is there. The whole crew. It's the final scene of the entire film. And the sound, they're trying to get it wrapped. They're trying to finish. And the sound, this like Italian, poor, like sweet Italian sound guy is like sweating, rushing back and forth. And he like lightly grazes Kiefer's shoulder <laughs> as he's walking by. And Kiefer turns to him and grabs him and goes, don't push me, brother. I'll go south on you real quick. 
And the guy's like, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> okay, then that makes me think that's not his acting process. <laughs> Who knows? No, he might be not. Do you ever hear the, the Todd Barry joke about how it was like one of my favorite jokes is when he would, uh, they shut down a whole block for a movie and they're like, no deliveries. And he's like, oh yeah, sure. Uh, hey, CVS, cancel my heart medication. <laughs> it's, the, uh, it's the Kiefer Sutherland comeback. <laughs> that's such a great Todd bit. Todd I is the best. Todd. Angelica, you're the best too. Uh, how are you? Thank you for joining us. Are you smoking us. a cigarette? Of course is, she's that in is Rome. so Italian. Hell yeah. Wait, we can't hear her. She is just sitting here in her in a room with no visible windows, barely smoking under, a cigarette. Barely understands the internet. Looking yeah, they, gorgeous. Yeah, she's just pretty. Look at that. Wi-Fi just got to Rome last week. <laughs> this is beautiful. I'm just a bit nervous, so I'm like, okay, let me smoke a cigarette really quickly. <laughs> are you are you in fact Italian from Rome, Angelica? California. Oh, okay. Well, that kind of is the disappointment. <laughs> and what but... are you doing in Rome, honey? Yeah, so um, should I just ask my question? Okay, or... fine. Yeah, we don't well, have we to Well, we want to know what brings you to Rome. Oh, what brings me to Rome? Um, I came to Rome like three years ago to do um, my studies. And yeah, it brought me here and did a lot of traveling. And shit, I'm so nervous, guys. I'm such a huge fan of everyone. Oh, so I'm like, thank you. Well, well, how about we make fun of you for a while and then it'll <laughs> kind of make your nerves go down? <laughs> um, All right. I think she she's like gearing up to ask her question, right, you guys. Angelica. I know you're trying to like corner her because she's so attractive. But, well, you know, Sam, Sam, are you single? I am, yeah. Angelica, Sam single. If you want to direct your question, <laughs> if you to him, want to do an awful long distance uh, <laughs> Zoom thing where we can't hear each other, that would be fun. That would be amazing. Okay, yeah. Angelica, what's up? How how can we help? Yeah, so basically, um, uh, okay. My question is kind of is a little bit vague. It's kind of like, how do you, hmm. How do you have a fake Italian accent? Like you are from <laughs> California. She's just like, how do you say? I the uh, question for me. Uh, how do you make uh, the perfect Amatriciana? Do you add? Oh, it is uh, American bacon is what I'm uh, used to, but I come, you know, now I'm Italian. I have a question for you. Do you think you're better than us with that accent? Because oh no, you know the funny thing is, is that. Um, I went to Trader Joe's in California a few years ago, and this guy asked me if I was from Germany because my accent changed so much. Wait, shape shifter is what you're saying. So okay. wait, you legitimately had a California accent before you got to Italy, and now this is like a new affectation. <laughs> is that is that correct? I don't know. I think I have to have surgery on my tongue actually. <laughs> Whoa. You sound tongue. like a crazy gal, if you ask me. Yeah, Sam's getting turned on, Angelica. I don't know if that was what you were tongue getting at. Tongue surgery. <laughs> okay, you guys. I've never heard of that. What is Stop it. Let's hear Angelica's question. No, this is the two great spheres of turn-ons for Jews. was like somebody with a freaky situation and also medical stuff. <laughs> some medical stuff. We got some medical stuff. All right, go but, ahead. Um, I heard cigarettes is really good for a bad tongue, so that's good you're, you're doing that. Um, yeah, so I guess my question is, um, how do you, I have an ex who, first of all, I have a question of like, what really like defines an ex? Like, how do you kind of move on from someone? And also another kind of like follow up question to that is, um, like, what is the, like, when your ex tries to be your friend, how do you like kind of move on from that? Mm. I guess. 
Like you my, don't want to be the friend, you mean? It's just that I've been seeing this guy for like three years on and off. And every time we break up, he always says like, oh, you know, it's not the last time and we'll see each other again. And like, yada, yada, mm. yada. he's stringing you along. You still kind of like him in that way, but he wants to keep his options open. And I think that that needs to be, you know, it, I think there's a lot of different versions of it. I think two people could be friends very easily, but it sounds like the level of which you guys are at you kind of would still want more. And when he doesn't have more, he comes to you and then you just become, you know, whatever his he wants second to be. choice all the time. Which and I don't, we don't which doesn't understand. doesn't seem healthy for you. And I, don't, I don't like that either when you're like, you're like, oh, whoa, this isn't over. It sounds like a threat. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. I, I also don't like what, I had to go and say to me like, well, maybe in another life. I'm like, that's not a thing. <laughs> what, what are we going to fuck as caterpillars? Like, what do you, but it's over. Just, but you can't be friends with an ex and maybe down the road you can't, but not, you know, at first. Especially when you like, the, well, if, if you both fall out of like, you know, any kind of sexual attraction, then maybe. But if you still have like a sexual attraction to them, I don't think you can be friends yet. The truth is I have girlfriends and I do not once in a while um, end up fucking them again for six months. That's But so that's, that's because you're married. No, but I'm just You saying, would maybe if you were single. No, I had other people in my life that were friends that then became sexual. But my point is if you're in a relationship with somebody and they're like, we can be friends now. It's like, that's not really a friendship. I have yeah. friends. My friends are people I hang out with and do friendship with. I have lovers. That's a different thing. But this whole like manipulation where it's some, oh, we could be friends, but really then they just kind of stick around until you guys get back together. That's not a friendship. That's just a guy that's holding you in stasis for, for so he can fuck you some more. You mm. need to spend some time alone. You need to make the list of what you want in a partner, what you will, what your bottom line is, like what are your non-negotiables and what would be nice. And you need to start like thinking about that. And I bet you if you looked at them all, of the things that you really want from a relationship, he probably wouldn't include that many because Ooh. don't you want to be cherished and don't you want to be like desired and don't you want to be prioritized? Like all of the things that you may want as a person, does he, does he fill those? And that's why it's like spending a little bit of time and maybe just take two months to begin with. And next time he calls you, just be like, you know, I'm just on a little break you, you and, and just say, I respect me and just don't contact me for two months. But then you really can't contact him. But what would you do if you saw her list of things she wanted? And there was only one <laughs> item and it said tongue fused, just solid tongue. <laughs> It's also you ever you ever just ask for advice from people and then you're like I just wanted to like talk I'm not gonna I'm not gonna listen to any of this stuff you know I just wanted to talk to someone. oh you think that's what's happening right now I don't now? know I mean if you like if you're asking about this guy maybe you still like him so maybe you have to let it run its course too I don't know like I, I don't I think, think it doesn't sound like you should go back to him but it sounds like you might want to a little bit I think that I just didn't I I put a very like vague question because the backstory is like three years long and it's like nobody yeah, has spare a time us for that. is he Italian no he's Egyptian. And he's in Italy? Yeah, he's been in Italy, like, coming in and out. Every time he goes back to Egypt, we break up. Oh, he's, he's, he's married. He's, he's married. He's, he's, he's married. He's just married. a Tinder swindler. Yeah. He's got a jet. He's, <laughs> he's going to take you for everything. Be yeah. careful. He's hey, like, this what, isn't over. Because whatever the details are, he's holding out for something else that isn't you. And if it were Ooh. me, I would want... It, it, unless that's what you're into. These boys might be into that at some We're point. We're very into that, right? But that's oh, yeah. what, that's like, you know, some people are, or some women, but it sounds like you're at a place where you want something a little more and you have history with this person. So he's like sucking your lifeblood, you know? Like, it's like now it's like three years going, you know? It's mm. like, you need to move on. The thing is, is that like, I, I actually don't 
really want anything that serious either. That's why I'm kind of like, I was right. Plot twist. Yeah, that's why I'm not really sure of like, should I cut him off like completely and like forget about everything? Or should I try to, I don't know, like be friends from a distance. I'm moving to Barcelona. He's going back to Egypt. Maybe we'll reconnect. Maybe. See, you're in this long distance relationship. Like it's very, it's a, that's like a, yeah, that's a very unique thing. Well, my experience with long distance relationships is that they are, they, they're like the girl that said, let's be together in another life. They're based on a complete mythological fake reality which is oh we can have intimacy when we're together and then you'll go back to your wife in um in, in cairo and then you know you'll come back and we'll have another great it's all based on like fake like to me you're like i'm not looking for anything serious yeah but are you looking for something not serious where the guy strings you along and makes you wonder if he really likes you or not is that the kind of not serious you want or are you looking for a not serious where like everybody's getting their needs met and it feels respectful all the time like this whole this isn't over yet i mean what a fucking psychotic i don't like him it's very italian though it's like yeah. this is we're not over yet i'll be back it's just like it just doesn't feel like respect. He sounds like Polly Walnuts, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> That's right. I just feel like you could find a better casual situation than a guy that disappears internationally <laughs> every quarter. <laughs> also, yeah, also, like, it, it, I mean, who's not swiping on her? I know. You're, yeah. We, no we're offense, all attracted but like, to you. I don't mean to objectify you, but like, it'd be. Objectify away. We're here for it. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems impossible. Sam, what do you think? I, I just think like, yeah, for long, di- if you're not looking for something serious, you're not looking for something serious, but I've never seen a long distance thing. You need like an end date where you both move to the same place or it's kind of like you're you're stringing each other along. You can't, you can't be with someone where every time you fuck, you have to go through airport security. That's insane. <laughs> That's insanely unhealthy to me. <laughs> I've done long distance a bunch. It's, it's very difficult. I Don't you feel, Sam, that it was always based on... Um, well, for me, all my long distance relationships were about me being afraid to be in a real relationship. Yes. And I could have like all the trappings, all the emotional trappings of a, of a relationship where I call and go, I miss you so bad. I want to be with you so much, but I only have to see them every two months. And I never had to do any actual work in a relationship. Yearning is hot. Yearning is hot. But I, look, I've done it where you want, I wanted to make it work also. It's just that, you know, sometimes it just doesn't work. It's 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 very hard. And also if, if that person's moving for you, then that's all right. Now you got to like, Make them love Barcelona or wherever you are, and now there's like this added pressure, and you're starting at a deficit. So I, I don't, I think it's very. You got to both be all in at a neutral place. And also back to my Monaco. <laughs> Monaco would be amazing if he could. If you guys meet in Monaco, disregard any of my other advice. <laughs> but I just think that spending, you know, what do you? What's going to make you happy? What do you need? What do you want? You know, I think these are all really important things. He's not. He's not like your rock. You know, and so it's like you just have to know that. So whatever you're getting from him, because clearly you're getting something good. And I'm sure it's like a mixture of sex and friendship and whatever. But like, just make sure that what you need, you're getting from your life, I guess. And maybe, you know, sometimes it's if you break something off, this is why I think it's good to take a little bit of a break is it kind of opens you up to something that might be something you wouldn't need to call it in smoking a pot on a pot, you know, to a podcast 
Because it's like, clearly this isn't like chill. You're not like enjoying it. You know, you're calling us and you're nervous and you're smoking and yeah, it's like it's you're a, stressed and you want answers. It's a little like drugs. It's like, oh, I <laughs> yes. like it and I'm going to probably do it again, but I know I need to quit. But someday I'll probably do it again until you... Ca- it's kind of like smoking, actually. He's the cigarette. He's the cigarette. Mm, he's yeah, your addiction. He's bad for you, but you like it. Yeah. That's right. It makes you feel good, even yeah. though you know that it's slowly killing you inside. Yeah. <laughs> I think the the thing that's a little bit difficult for me is that like he has been there for me in a lot of ways, especially recently. Like, for example, like in December, I got hit by a car when I was literally driving Motorino in front of the Vatican. <laughs> if you can believe it, it's the most Italian thing ever. Um, it's one of the less bad and- things that's happened in the Vatican. <laughs> you think about it. I'm so that's, sorry, that's, though. That's sweet. Well, you were you were driving a car? Motorino, like um, oh, wow. Vespa. Okay, see, but again, that's why, like, New York, Rome, I would never drive. I would never do something like that. So, okay, so so you got to... Yeah, we're not going to help you anymore. We're just going (laughs) to tell you what we would not do and that your life choices are (laughs) But I'm really... No, no, I'm uh, sorry. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. So you got I want to be the woman who who drives a Vespa around the Vatican. You definitely look like the woman who drives a Vespa around the Vatican. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) You couldn't look more like it. I'll just just wear the clothes, but just... I don't want to do... I'll do it, like, on the country... In the countryside. So so you got hit by a car, and then what? Did he... He sent, like, some hummus? (laughs) (laughs) No. He came back from Egypt to see me and stuff. Oh, that's uh, really nice. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to do that. And then um, I had my surgery here, like another surgery, like one month ago. And he let me stay in this apartment for like the past three months. Like, Oh, the one that, wait, the one, the one you're in now? Yeah. <laughs> wait, we're talking shit about this guy while you are freeloading his apartment in the moment. I feel bad. He sounds great. Disregard sounds cool. everything we've said. Yeah, he, he seems cool. I didn't know you had gross. free rent, honey. Yeah, what a nice guy. Yeah, this was very misleading. Why does he keep going to Egypt? What's there? So basically, he is trying to get his citizenship here. And so in order to do that, you have to have like a property or be living here for like 10 years. And so he bought this apartment um, and he's going back to Egypt because his life is in Egypt. His, so do you guys shack up when he comes? Like, or you guys have sex when he comes back? The first time we broke up, I was like, okay, we're done. Like, it's done, done. And then he's like, oh, well, you never know. I'm like, okay, okay. And he comes back. Like, okay. It's like the New York City <laughs> lotto. That was, that was their, their, that was their <laughs> saying. You never know. What are your odds, though, when you say you never know? Jeez. So but, then what? Yeah, so every time we see each other, it's like, no time has passed. Same old, same old, everything the same. Um, Does that include sex? Of course. Okay. Okay. So you, you have sex with him when he comes here. And does he share with you any details of his life back home? Of course. Like everything. His family, sisters. Does he like, have a girlfriend there? No. But I asked him. We talk about it. Like, hey, well, if he said open. no, you have to believe him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest, Angelica. I'm not getting the vibe from you when you talk about him. Uh, I'm not getting an I'm not looking for anything serious vibe. I'm getting a I'm trying to pretend I'm not looking for anything serious <laughs> because I'm really in love with this guy Ooh. vibe. That's that's the that's the strong uh, energy that I'm getting from and you right now. And at the very least, you you must like the lifestyle. Staying in his apartment, only having to hang out with him half the month. Sounds nice. <laughs> It's gotten pretty comfortable, a little bit too comfortable where I'm just like, I need my own life. Like, I didn't want to be here anymore. Like, I'm going to Barcelona. Like, that's why 
that's why when I leave now, I, I don't know if I should keep in contact with him or if I should do like a clean, like done, done. All right, we're going to do a vote. Sam, clean, done, done or not? I would say go clean, done, done, but then you know give it like at least three months and if you're like i made the right choice Ooh, right i like but then that. if if you you know if it's meant to be in three months maybe say i fucked up yeah no but she needs that apartment okay. no she's going to barcelona she's going to barcelona uh, okay okay so she's gonna leave the apartment behind natasha what's your vote <laughs> what's that oh you've got your suitcase oh she's packed. literally packed ready to go listen Damn. i think time alone where you block out certain energy is very Good for your morale, constitution, yeah. spirit. I think it's like a very, it's it's a it's very healing. And I think that committing to yourself and making a change is sometimes, and it doesn't have to be. And you don't. Oh, and sometimes it's just to like realize you're a people person, or realize that you're. You always say sorry, or real. I don't know. Just spending time alone. Like I think, and you seem like a traveler, and. I don't know. I just, it's almost like um, you're closing off to like let something else come through you, you know? And you don't have to tell him that. You can just say, like, you know, I'm just going to take a couple months, like a couple weeks, whatever you feel comfortable doing. Mm. But I think that, you know, and you have to really know that you don't need him because if you need him to bail, you know, if you're prone to accidents. I, I am with you. I vote, I vote done, done. You're going to Barcelona. You're on an adventure. You're clearly an adventurous person. You're a traveler. Why would you want to bring this memory that is almost a relationship but really kind of it really isn't on this adventure with you? Why would you give him space in a whole other country? Okay, it's, you're great. That's that's a great you're answer. You're great too, honey. No, but can you just give her, because you're really good at this, what should she say to him, though, that isn't all that? I've, so she doesn't have to be like that, like tell him her dreams and have him shit them. This one's them. so simple. I'm going to Barcelona and I'm going to just take some time to myself and I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I probably won't keep in touch, but I'll, I'll, I'll hit you up uh, in, if I want to reconnect in the future. I mean, it's very simple. And then say, cause y you never know. Yeah. yeah. You never know, baby girl. And, then, and then say it. Maybe in another life. <laughs> yeah. Maybe as <laughs> a caterpillar. Know. You never know. All right, Angelica, good luck. Are you going to do it? No, she's not. She's clearly not. No, I, the thing is, is that we already had that conversation and we already were like, okay, we're not going to see each other anymore. But then the last text he sent me was like, I can't wait the next time we see each other. We can that's talk why, that's what like I'm saying. She needs to like say something. That's why I was saying you need to say like, with, I, so now that we know his personality pushy, you have to say like, just please respect, you know, it has, it has nothing to do with you. I'm just going to take, it's better for me to just take a few months off. Sam, how would you put say it? Say something about healing. I don't, you know, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Like, I need a heal. Yeah, and, then and have your Hemingway moment in Barcelona where yes. you're watching bulls fight and shit and yeah, smoking do your cigarettes. Thing. And you just, you know, you'll do yoga in your apartment and, you know, maybe, maybe cut down, cut the cigarette smoking in like half, start there. <laughs> and you'll have your, I think you have your moment. And if it's meant to be in, in a few months, you know, yep. you got to give yourself a, a chance. Yeah, you, you know the old saying, if you love something, set it free. If it was meant, if it was meant to be, he'll fly back from Cairo, <laughs> leave his wife and children and his secret <laughs> life, uh, where he's got uh, some kind of weird immigration scam happening, and he'll no. eventually land in Barcelona, and you'll be together forever. It's a classic. That's thing. beautiful, isn't See, that beautiful? Mine was if if you love someone, uh, set her free, and if she comes back, she forgot her charger, and she doesn't <laughs> she doesn't love you. It was no, about the charger. Here's the thing that they don't understand, Angelica, is like as men, like it's really hard sometimes to like people can be very pushy. 
Mm-hmm. So it's like you have to have the right language that they will respect. Like he's just like, but you she, know, like what you might you might have to say something but that's no, like you slightly li- rude. We should go, but you literally have the ultimate excuse, which is that you're leaving the country and went and you're going to go on a vision quest. Mm-hmm. Just what Sam was saying, you're going to go get some healing in Spain, and you will contact him when and if you're ready to come, yeah. be in touch again. Until then, via con Dios. Okay. Thanks so much, guys. Good luck. Bye. I love the podcast, so we might be drunk, too. Oh, thank you. We got to get these two on. Yeah, (laughs) goodbye. Bye. Oh, I thought you met her and her husband. (laughs) That would be good, too. We'd love to come on. I'm telling you, though, I remember once telling this guy, like, I knew I didn't like him that much. He was, like, way older than me and kind of gross and, like, so pretentious. And, like, but he just kept coming around, and I had nothing else. And my roommate was, like, tell him he is not allowed to contact you for 10 days. And like, wow. and I remember I sat down and he was like being kind of pushy and I was on the phone and I was like, can you please just respect that? And I made it like a respect me. And then after 10 days, I was like, oh my God, I do not like that guy. That's why he was yeah. so pushy. Like, he needed, didn't want to give you the 10 days exactly. to realize. Exactly. So I'm saying sometimes you have to like be really aggressive and maybe men, I'm sure men experience this too, but it's yeah. just like a typical woman thing. That dude's all. been in that position before and he knows that when you come to your senses, you're out. <laughs> you know what totally, I mean? Totally. That dude's been in that position. <laughs> yep. Right, yeah, totally. This dude's been in that position, too. The Egyptian guy, he's yeah. literally in that position with five different women <laughs> in five different countries right now. Watch him be a huge fan of this podcast. <laughs> you just like He's just like, that. you guys are my favorite podcast. Not you, anymore. He'll yeah. switch over to you. Um, uh, Seb, do you have time for one more call? Please. All right, yeah, let's do one do more. It. Hey, Natasha. Yeah, Mosh. You know, I just came up with a quote. And I think it's going to get really popular. What is it? Knowledge is power. (laughs) What do you think? That's really good. I love it. Well, the people at Everly Well, they believe in my quote that they've never heard of as well. Because what they do is provide at-home health tests so you can learn more about your body, more about your health, and more about what you need. When you know more, you can do more. What if you could use science to discover more about your body? Find out what you need for your healthier tomorrow with Everly Well. With over 30 at-home lab tests, you'll be able to choose the test that makes the most sense for you to get the answers you need, like the women's health test or the food sensitivity test. And after you take those tests, they have a variety of high-quality vitamins and supplements to help you support your overall health goals. Choose from a variety of options like vitamin D3, omega-3 fish oil, and more. If you're a woman and you've been experiencing symptoms and don't know where to start, Everly Well is committed to listening and supporting your journey towards better health and wellness. The Everly Well Women's Health Test measures 11 biomarkers known to play a key role in your overall health and wellness and checks for any abnormal levels that may be keeping you from feeling your best. Uh, health is everything. Health is wealth. For the listeners of this show, Everly Well is offering a special discount of 20% off an at-home test at everlywell.com slash honeymoon. That's everlywell.com slash honeymoon for 20% off your next at-home lab test. Everlywell.com slash honeymoon. We're going to call Hassan in Harlem. Nice. Hey, Hassan. Hey, how are you? Good. You have a lot to live up to. We had an internationally jet-setting woman from Rome moving to Barcelona with a uh, international lover situation she was dealing with. So I don't Wait, know. Bring your, does, bring your A game. Wait, where does Hassan live? Harlem, which isn't bad, oh, but okay. it's just, it's not Rome. I used to live on 138th and Riverside. Oh, that's nice. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Pretty close. I used to live on 108th. I love, I love, uh, West Harlem, man. It's a beautiful area. That's Sam Morell here, our friend, and we are here to talk to you. How can we hey. help you? Yeah. Um, so uh, I guess my question, uh, which might sound a little like uh, 
might be a little ambiguous without any context, but um, it was, should I decide to essentially like start a family with an ex-girlfriend, um, even though I'm not a hundred percent sure that kids is on my menu for the future. I don't need any more information. The answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you should, are like, should you nut in an X? That's yeah. That's gonna be a. That's a bad idea, probably. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he said his question was a little vague. Yours was more specific. <laughs> yeah. Should I nut in an X? Right. Probably oh, a bad idea. Wait, what's the logic behind it? Why would you do it? To get her back, or is it because he, she wants? Because he's a, ready for kids. You want to know? He's not. That's what you. He was. He thinks he could be. She's convinced wait, him. Let me just ask. Uh, Hassan, is it like she's saying you could get me pregnant and I would do the bulk of the work and you would, it's like the ultimate man's fantasy where it's like, oh, I could be a third of a parent. I could have the love part and not the duty part kind of a thing. Uh, she's definitely swung that, uh, but I'm not really interested in that part. So, I mean, we were together for about like two years through the pandemic and, you know, she's always wanted kids. And then finally, uh, I kind of, we had a conversation and we separated for a few months because, you know, I wanted her to live her life and, and we've been dating other people, but, you know, I miss her a lot and I love her and we love each other. And so we've reconnected as friends, but, you know, it's never left my mind that she's like, she could be my person. We get along so well and, you know, I've dated many people before. her. What is stopping you guys from being, like sexually are you not sexually attracted to each other at all no he's saying he is maybe lightweight in love with her yeah i i, I love her a lot and i just the only thing that doesn't work is the fact that she wants children and so because oh. that's the thing i don't know if maybe i should just bite the bullet and be like you know what of course of course well, you, you could name the, you could name the child bite the bullet, so so they'll always know your thought process. Wait, going if you into it. love this person, so you're like what I was, like a situational breeder. Like if the situation is right, you'll have a child, and if I don't know, I mean, unless you're like you don't think you'll be a good dad. If you think you could be a good dad, then you should definitely have a kid because she wants to be a mom, and she, you you're in love with her. But he doesn't want kids. Well, then he needs well, to find another partner. Sure. You're not 100 percent sure. Yeah, but that you gotta you gotta be pretty sure, right? <laughs> I mean, you gotta be at least like 80, right? Once they move, <laughs> 70 once, is once, like 70? it. Once they move in, it's it's kind of too late. Like they're there for. I was 70. I was pretty skeptical. 70 percent. Uh, yeah, I was like. Are uh, you happy now? Now I'm like I I would like Moshe tells me to stop telling everyone to have a baby because it's weird, but you know it's like it <laughs> definitely has like enriched my life like in. In more ways than like I feel extremely superior at all times because like I ha feel like I just get to be in contact with a spiritual angel and like you know it's so special Hassan how how old are you I'm 33 and do you is the is the calculus do I never want to have kids or am I not ready yet it's am I not ready yet um yeah I I've dated women after that situation who don't ever want to have kids. And that doesn't make me feel good to know that. So, Oh, that's a in good indicator. So you're like reading yeah. yourself. You're like, Oh, so I do want to be, so when is the right time for you? I mean, do you New might York, have a people do it old in New York. Totally. Yeah. In, in LA too. I mean, do you want kids? Sam? It's, it's a situational thing. If the person is right. Yeah, absolutely. I'd what about be. with Hassan? 
Dude, I'll fucking, I'll carry you, baby. <laughs> Science is crazy now. What, what do you, what do you think, dude? I mean, that's the only reason you broke, you guys broke up is the kids. There's no other problem. Mm, good question. Yeah, there's. It was just the kids thing. I she really wants it. And how um, old is she? I, she's thirty five. And a question for you, Hassan. Uh, w- when you you you. <gasps> You got the answer? Okay, I, I can hold my question. Go ahead. What's the answer? You could you could pay for her to freeze her eggs, and then you could say, like, we could do this. Just give me two years. If you Ooh, if there's something specific you want to work on, you could be like, I want to promise myself to you. Because you guys are young. I had I had my child at 43, so maybe Classic that's like... Age. That's no, but that's on the old history, side. But I'm just saying there's like a, there's a... That's a decade difference, you know, split the difference. And you could say, like, two years... You know, let's freeze your, if, if you have, I mean, it's also very expensive, I understand, but you know, you could, if you have, if you could s- together come up with $15,000, I think <laughs> then you send could- it to us <laughs> at, at endlesshoneymoonpod.gmail.com. Really yeah, we'll No, but get it's just an idea because like maybe you're working on, I don't know, maybe you're working on your career. Is there some, you've got to ask yourself, why aren't you ready? Are you just scared of the commitment? Because that's different. Or if you're like, I really wanted to be in a different financial place or I really wanted to like mm. whatever. Or are you scared enough? Uh, for me, it was, I was scared that I would not be able to have a young life anymore. Going out when I wanted. Moshe no has fear of being basic. Yeah, and, yeah and dude, don't you want to go to Tampa sometimes? <laughs> <At> side splitters. <laughs> don't you want to get a steak cooked for you at side splitters? <laughs> what is the fear, Hassan? What are you What are you scared of losing? If you had one tomorrow. I mean, uh, it would. I think it's just the commitment. Um, yeah. Like you can't. Um, you know, once you have a kid, you can't get rid of it. I Kids. mean, I guess you can, but you you can't. Is real. Yeah, you can't undo that. You know that's forever, and so it's kind of like I guess I, I'm I'm afraid. What if I have a kid and I'm like, oh man, I had this kid, and now I can't go to. Well, Tampa, here's the you know? thing, it is a crapshoot, but you have to trust that you'll trust when you bust change to accordingly for the love of that child, especially if you're in love with the parent and the mm. the mother or whatever. So, I feel like. There is a l- little bit of a leap of trust. Like I remember Moshe, I was like, "What's it going to be like when we have a baby?" You know, and he was like, "It'll, she'll be great. She'll, we'll, you know, we'll love her so much." And like that never felt real to me because I was like, "How could that? How could that be?" I've never met. But this I was person. willing. <clears throat> I was willing to take the jump, the leap, you know. And so it's like because it was with him. So I think that like if you feel that way, <clears throat> sorry. You okay? She's been smoking a lot of dank. Um, <laughs> if you feel that way, you know, about the person, that's a good indicator of like, you know, but I do think the two-year thing, if you could freeze them, that might be good too. Sam, yeah. what's your gut tell well, you? we should say that, you know, Casey Anthony called into this podcast and that we told her absolutely <laughs> she should have a kid and she was ready. But uh, my gut says that you seem like you'd be a great, uh, you'd be a great dad. You seem like you have a good temperament and you're not... Uh, you seem like you're patient and thoughtful and, and, you know, I think you'll know. I don't think we can tell you. I think, like, you're going to feel this out, this friendship, maybe, you know, maybe one night you guys will have a few too many glasses of red wine. You'll make the move. You'll feel her, her body on yours. Oh, nice, You'll, you'll reach under, play yeah. with that vagina a little oh bit. Oh, my God, Work yes. the clit. <laughs> And wow. Sam, uh, the just, nanny just walked are, in. Are you, oh, sorry. Sam, are you sure you're not a father already? Because you <laughs> you sound like one. I think you. I think you'll you'll figure it out. She sounds like it sounds like you still love her because you're. I mean, you're you're kind of staying in each other's lives, and and uh, if that's the only thing, if you might want to be a dad, and that's the only thing keeping you guys apart, like you know, I, I think I think this feels promising to me. Yeah, I'm a I. I 
we'll throw some numbers at you, Hassan. You're 33 now. You're not quite ready. But you're. if you had said to me... You were 38. If you had said to me, I'm not interested, right? Uh, that's not for me. Kids uh, you know, are, are awful for me. I, don't, I, 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 I hate the idea. Then I would say, you don't do it. You'll ruin your life. You'll be miserable. But you're like, no, I want to have kids, but I just don't want to yet. Now, you're 33. You're a New York 33, which means you think you're 23. But in fact, you're not. You're 33. And people only live to be like 80 years old. So let's say you, this is woman is in your life and you love her and she's 35. So she's, she's out if you're not down because she's like t- clocks are ticking. So she's gone. So then you break up with her because of this thing, even though you love her. And then you go looking for another woman. And then in, and, and maybe it'll take you three years to find another woman uh, that you love as much as her. Maybe, maybe, maybe you'll never find somebody, but let's say it's three years. Now you're, now you're 36. And then, and then you're, so then you're like, okay, then I'll start. And then you're 37. At a certain point, it's like, it's like, you're going to become old guy chasing this like perfect situation. This he perfect- is so young. It's not true. 33 is not young for like for childbirth in the in Sam, the scheme. Sam, how, how old are you? I'm 35. I'm about to be 36. That, so. What? That's so young. That's not young. It's that's not. just it's, it's younger New York than, young. We think we're young, but we're not. And he's right. I mean, at New Yorkers. We, I mean, my mom had me super old. You know, I mean, like you know, my, it, mine too. Yeah. If I was, if you were 23, I'd say you're tripping. Don't do that to yourself. If you're, th- if you were uh, 43, I would say don't be a fool. Do it immediately. All I'm saying is you're not in the young zone so much that the life that you're going to adjust to is going to be so insane. I mean, I, I bet you're slowing down a little bit already. So it's like, yeah, this is a big adjustment. It is. There's no question about it. <laughs> Our kid is here, actually. Anyway, I guess my point, Hassan, was not that I think you should do it. But if you're thinking of yourself as like, oh, but I want to maintain these like last years of freedom, it's like it's only what is it? Three more years until you start to become in the zone of like, I had a kid at 40 at 38 and I feel like already panicked about the fact that I am not going to get as much of her life with me as, as I could have, if I'd been Mm. a little younger, but I also feel like I got this great advantage because I didn't give up any of my fun. You know, I had the fun and then I was ready. 33 I'll give you is a little, it is a little young. It is. It's it's New York young. Yeah, you're not that young, but you. Yeah, I get. I, look, I'm I'm a New Yorker too. I get it. Yeah, I thought about that. I thought about if if children are in my future, how much longer would I wait to have kids? And then, yeah, who would that person be? She's like perfect. If, if I if I want kids, perfect. She's a teacher. She loves kids. Um, her family is super supportive, and yeah, we we get along super great. I mean, we met. I mean, we met on like Tinder, like uh, a month before the pandemic, and then I lost my job. And I think she had let me move in with her. And throughout the entire pandemic, it was like a dream, right? It was just like everything was perfect. And arguing, they bred together for things people did. Um, and then after like I got another job, um, and then I just knew like you know she wanted this is the future she wanted for herself. And because I was unsure at that time, you know, I figured like, I didn't want to waste any more of her time. Right. Um, and then, and now we're, you know, after going on some other dates and having some other experiences, it just kind of is starting to like occur to me that maybe it's something that I could do that I'd want to do with her. 
I think I figured it out. This is a math problem, right? You kids are a gigantic sacrifice. No matter how you do it, no matter when you do it, you're going to make a sacrifice. Your life is going to change. That's just the way it is. So that sacrifice plus the sacrifice of like going out as much as you would like to in these years of your life is on one side of the equation. On the other side of the equation is the sacrifice of losing this person that you, it feels so special to you. You just have to work it out. Is the sacrifice you'd be giving up for the kid equal to uh, or, or lesser than or greater than the sacrifice of losing this woman. If you mm -hmm. can crunch the numbers and go, I want this woman so much that I'm willing to make the sacrifices necessary to have this kid now with her because I know I'm going to have a kid in the future and there's going to be sacrifice there too, then I'm going to go for it. And when you do go for it, don't be like, I've decided maybe I'm down. you got to be like, I'm all in because she's already feeling like you're not serious. But if you do crunch the number and you go, you know what? I would be willing to lose this woman to save these last few years of going out dancing and waking up hungover well then you know then then you 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 move on and you find love in the future and you just and you see what the future brings for you it's and, i'm, I'm hung over right now it's not good <laughs> <laughs> the last three days have been really bad hangovers and i'm 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 struggling dude and i gotta say too you know getting pregnant it takes a while right so it's kind of like it you know it could be like a two-year thing so that Ooh. commitment you could just kind of give into it it's also it's and Moshe, you used to always ask me. He's like, "Can I please go surfing after we have the baby? Can will you still let me go surfing?" And I and I was always like, "Yeah, yeah," and I still do. Yeah, it's a negotiation. You like, know, like I'm not like no. I need your help at all times. But it will. It will. Yeah. It it it'll change your life. But I gotta say, the sacrifice for me. There, it's not a sacrifice at all because it's it, it's a new it's a different life. It's like opened up a, a new life where it doesn't feel like sacrifice anymore. Anyway, Sam, final thoughts. I mean, well, you guys have a cute kid, though. Some people have ugly kids. So that's, that's true. Like, that's got to be tough. I don't know. And the thing is, Hassan, we only know 50% of the equation. You're an attractive yeah, you're guy, handsome, but, but we, we don't, don't know what you're dealing with. We don't though, know what you know? this fucking teacher looks like. Yeah. How do we know? It sounds like, I, I think you're going to make, you're going to, I really think you like are, are struggling with this, but I think you're going to make the right choice for you. I, I feel it. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Good luck. Sometimes you have to leap and, or, the, and the net will appear. Or, Which will be your very own cute, cute kid. Oh, she, he's going to have a daughter? so sweet. It's going to be a daughter? A boy can be cute. No, I thought you said she's going to be really cute. Oh, well, yeah. Then maybe it's a daughter. We're predicting know. a lot for you. I mean, look, don't don't ruin your life. You, the last thing you want, I know we're giving you two different sets of advice. The last thing you want is to look at your kid and go, fuck, I could have had fun. But, but even if you do, that's okay. That's part of it. I think that's like realistic, you know, I, I think that, but ultimately it's a, I mean, it's such a positive experience. I just don't think that's that bad, you know? And I think a lot of people, and there's perks, you know, like I'm going to be like elderly when my child's in college. Is that a perk? No, I'm saying there's perks to having it 10 so, years younger. Exactly. Hassan, you know? I'm looking at you. If you were like had a neck tattoo and like a few like diamond studded teeth, I might be like, this dude needs to party a little longer. You also seem like kind of you got no offense, but you got a little bit of dad energy coming off of you right now already. <laughs> so I'm just thinking you go. You, this could be good for you. <laughs> OK, well, good luck, Hassan. I don't know. You just seem like a, a decent, wholesome guy. I don't he look really at you. Does. I don't look at you and go like, oh, this dude is going to really miss like, you know, flying into Vegas and fucking a bunch of hookers and I'm like, smoking crack for the weekend. Like I just you seem like a regular. He's like, nice I'm like, I'm like, this dude's packing lunches. Yeah, you seem you like can a lunch see it. Like he's got the like. I can see you packing lunches. He's cutting yeah. the crusts yeah. off. Absolutely. And, Oh, 
Well, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with whatever you decide. Thank you. I Good luck, honey. It. Appreciate you. Goodbye. Sam. Sam, you had so much good advice. Oh, this is fun. This is a good podcast. Oh yeah, we, we do seven more calls. It's like Joe Rogan. <laughs> I love time it. wise. Yeah. Just good, so you're not good. you're not making it to this wedding tonight. Uh, so okay, check out the special. It's on Netflix right now. The f- truly, it's hilarious, and you, you are man. hilarious. I'm, I, Thank I, you. I, I, I've so always are you guys. I, I'm happy. I never really get to talk to you guys. I know. Cool. I feel the same Wait. way. Is how you get to know people now. You do their <laughs> podcast. Sam, you know? you're gonna blow up. Your uh, show, your 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 specials on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. the ship's sinking. Yeah, right. Same it's time it's tomorrow. New Netflix, it's you know? over. Wait, it's, you can the, people honey, can we, search we, it right honey, now. We have a special on Netflix. It's probably gone. And did we blow up? I feel <laughs> like do, we, this is a nice place. Yeah. Okay. We have an okay house. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is a cool. I like your place a lot. Thank you very much. Well, check them out. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thank and you. Uh, check out the podcast and the special. Uh, it's well worth it. Uh, thanks for joining us, dude. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. Yeah.